0: Welcome to another episode of the For the Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us. We talk about the intersection of black culture and soccer. Burning the midnight oil tonight. Got your boy here, Gregory here. Got TP
1: on the ones and twos.
0: Back again with a homie, from Len- Lenny and a fan TV, Mark Nichols. Mean, Mark, what's good with you, man?
1: What's up, man? I'm basically a regular at this point, right? Like, hey. you know, you don't even got to tell me to, I can go in the fridge, you know, it's so. all. Oh, okay. <laughs> we gotta get you a cup hey, stop, drinking
0: out orange
2: juice. stop drinking out your orange juice <laughs> actually,
0: right. this, actually this is more so like a dixie peach from um uh, from trader joe's well i think they changed the name because they they didn't want to do the, the dixie shit anymore but um <laughs> gotta, we gotta get mark, we
2: gotta get mark a mug and then it'll be official
1: but uh that'll be a tight christmas gift hey
0: <laughs> oh look, <laughs> i see I see, how, I see how it works man that's, where, that's what's <laughs> up man but uh thank you guys for listening in make sure you catch our show subscribe to us on the youtube channel subscribe to us on apple podcast google podcast spotify anchor our heart radio no heart radio all the radios make sure you subscribe check us out every, every week uh yeah man what's uh what's going on with you guys man
1: I don't know, man. Uh, this international break has been kind of weird. Again, I mean, like, there is a pandemic going on, and uh, uh, people keep getting infected, which kind of sucks. But, uh,
0: yo, so Luis Suarez caught COVID, right? And there's a it's a very petty part of me that's like, whoever gave it to him, I, de- I need to give that due to Parade. Like, I'm I'm so serious. I'm like, Bruh, like that dude's been such a dick. I think for most fans out there, that yeah, uh, I'm like, if Jeez. if he caught COVID, I'm not feeling particularly, you know, <laughs> upset about it. Harsh. It, 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 that's that's just life. Like, you know, there's, there's some people that you know you will certain things on, and then when they actually get you, you're like, you know what? Don't put you bad.
1: <laughs> no get well soon card for you. Nah, I don't. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't exactly willing COVID on Mo Salah, but he was mad irresponsible dog. This man was at like a full ass wedding, no mask, no social distancing, just vibes. So like,
0: so what are we doing? So his brother got married. So his brother got married, like uh, I guess in the past week or so. And yeah, like you said, like you know, there's videos out there where like you know they're celebrating, they're like mad close, no mask whatsoever, mind you, mind Good you, in the chair. Yeah. If if you if you really dig into it, then you realize that Egypt right now politically is probably not too far from what we're doing right now here, and it's actually probably worse. You're like, yeah, the no mask. That's probably on brand, but yeah. For the life of me, I cannot understand, especially in a line of work like being a professional athlete, where you're like, right now you know that you have to be keep things tight. And I get it. Everyone's got still is living life everyone still has life events that's happening, but I'd be like, yo, let's keep this shit minimal. Like mm-hmm. say, say your I do's and we out. Like it, it can't it can't get that crazy. Oh shit. Right.
2: Yeah. That man, I saw they were saying um they essentially gave up on COVID and mask six months ago in Egypt, unfortunately. <laughs> So <laughs> that's just uh, apparently the status like, quo there, man. I, I couldn't believe that video where, you know, they're dancing on the table, like as, as close as I am to this camera and my laptop. Right. You know? Right. Yeah.
0: Bro. It's interesting though, because like, like I was just reading an article a few days ago. It's like Africa for the most part has really cut a really tight lid on, on COVID for the most part, probably be, like, the logic that they gave was that because Africa has so such crazy experiences with other pandemics, like name like uh, Ebola uh, a decade ago, like they're like, hey, we know what to do. We're not playing around with this shit. As soon as as soon as it's even well, they were proactive before it even got. They said, so, hey, we're shutting shit down. Said, no, nah, we're not even gonna mess with it. Now, of course, you got countries like Egypt that's like, you know, hey, we're just gonna you know ride this thing on out and. You know, if we meet with Allah, that it. But like, that's, you can't, you can't do that. Like, you have to be more responsible for yourself. Of course, mind you, at this point, Liverpool, they, they lost Van Dyke. Joe Gomez got hurt. Uh, of course, you had Sane who had COVID a, a little while ago. Um, didn't, didn't, um, Henderson get hurt too? Like, like at, at, at some point, they're going to be like, like, who, like, who's left?
2: I don't know. They got some kids, man, literally like, I think like eight, two 18 year olds, um, that they could bring up to, or, you cool. know, like in a sense. But yeah, their, uh, Gomez is hurt. Um, I think their, uh, Robertson is hurt as well. Maybe. Oh, maybe. wow. Okay. I know, I, I know he was at international duty with, um, with Scotland because they, they got passed
1: and then they lost to Slo- Slovakia, Wait. I believe. Mm. I thought Scotland got through and somebody else fell. I think the they
2: lost another. They're like, they're, they, they won the match they needed to win. Okay. Gotcha. And we'll fact check this at the end. We're going to have to add fact check into the
0: podcast as a whole. They might have to push the, push the button, you know, sooner, sooner rather than later on. Like the kids, like, uh, like Curtis Jones be like, yeah, like y'all just got to go ahead and, you know, see what y'all can do. Cause mm-hmm. every, like, the the, sur- the surge is happening everywhere. Like you know, our numbers are back up um, here mm-hmm. in the states. Uh, it seems like every time there's a break, uh, there's people who come back from international duty that come back with COVID. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's just a case of like we have a false sense of security as far as like like as far as everyone's grasp on it, but like it's not a good look. It's really not.
2: No, nah, man, we're too Americanized and in we're indoctrinated into the thought process of civil liberties and freedoms that should not be impressed upon. And uh, wearing a mask for the public good and, and the safety of the entire health of the nation is being treated as an infringement upon said liberties. So I don't really want to have to go
1: into that for the whole, you know, like, mm-hmm. however long you want to trump on it.
2: what's <laughs>
1: What's interesting, I think, uh, just real quick on this, um, a lot of most European countries kind of screwed up, right? Like even the ones who got numbers back down sort mm-hmm. of reopened too early. There was a everywhere basically like in the, you know, if you want to call it the Western part of the world, there's basically mm-hmm. like a push to reopen the, you know, reopen society, reopen the economies and so on. And pretty much all of those countries had a spike. I find it interesting. Like the Asian countries, you know, kept a tight lid on it. And now, you know, they're having a good time going back to normal. So
0: they're, they're keeping everybody that's the thing. Like like I think like especially in the countries where like you have that regular uh travel, uh like there's really no restrictions on, on travel like that. Um even just like even a little bit right now still probably too much. And you know like I, I had the conversation on the socials a couple days ago. Like I get it Everyone wants to get back to having fun and doing all the fun shit, especially with the holidays coming up. They're already talking about Thanksgivings, probably like like everyone needs to like stay home for Thanksgiving and people want to see their family. But it's like it's like right now it's like the greater good is saying like you got to keep your ass home and you know, keep it as keep it as small as possible, keep it as tight as possible, so that way you know we can we can make it to twenty twenty one and all that, and all that shit. But um, but speaking of uh kids uh. You know, we uh I think we actually have some positive shit to talk about uh, as far as international duty with the US like Twenty twenty-two. Twenty twenty-two. Like the the US state they've um uh played their first games in ten months. The European players they haven't played it in a year, like like we mentioned in past episodes. Uh they played uh Wales on uh Friday and then actually was it Thursday or Friday? Um but then he played uh Panama on they played Panama on Monday. And, you know, just to get on the uh the the game against Wales, because it kind of leads into what I'm gonna say about the Panama game. Wales set their B team and you know w- well I take that back because Garrett Bale was there. He was watching the Masters on his laptop. I guarantee you that shit. <laughs> but um But no, I I, I think that there's a, there was a lot of positives to get going from that first game, and you know it, it's the, it, even before you even really got to the Panama game, it was like, oh, we actually got some life here. And mind you, that that wasn't even with Pulisic, mm-hmm. right? And like, so, what were y'all thoughts on on that first game?
1: So uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see the game because of that work, but uh, you know, watch. Work, yeah. I know, right? Way to do that. Uh, no, so, um, saw so highlights, you know, people talk about the game and so on. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, like, I think there's just, uh, I don't want to say swagger, but this team just definitely has a little more sauce to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, the, the ball, the possession is a little more sophisticated. And I think, uh, at the end of the day, it's, um, That's what you get with having european-based players you know like you're seeing what uh, the difference in the talent level um you're seeing that on the field and so that's before like these guys even really have chemistry or really understand Beerhalter's system which you know i guess hopefully with better players now we'll we'll see what that is but um yeah i mean like i think everything that's led to this moment with these guys like the various moves and uh, you know who's starting regularly for their club now and where everybody is it's it's exciting like i'm typically cynical about the u.s men's national team but this is legitimately exciting like i can't even can't even hate and by the way like that picture that you put up man mm, mm. <laughs> so much culture man <laughs> like oh yeah
0: is, yeah the, the, the jackets yeah yeah like you mm. know the everyone this is a really team hat.
1: that this is a team that I want to root for, you know, like take somebody like Tyler Adams, even, you know, like maybe not the flashiest player, but, you know, I think he, I'm impressed by the way he talks and like, you know, the way he sort of um his, his leadership on the field, you know, at, the, at that age. And the fact that we saw him do it in MLS and then make that move to Germany and he's holding his own, you know, it's not to say like he's just being played just because he's an American. Like, I when he's I, healthy, he's holding his own.
0: I think, like, once he finally got healthy, because he did have a stretch, uh, during his first year where, where it seemed like, like he couldn't get healthy to save his life. But, like, he, I think he's gone like, a, like a good, at least 20, 10 months to a year to where he's been relatively healthy. Of course, he had, um, his, uh, game back at the Champions League semi, uh, Champions League quarterfinals, um, um, during last season. And, more, more often than not, when when he plays Leipzig wins, course, I think that he's probably going to be one of our most important players going forward. He's he's definitely uh, a vital piece to, to build around. And, um, you know, we had McKinney there. And, of course, uh, we talked about it, uh, and I think it was uh, two weeks ago, the, the new faces that are going to come in. Eunice... Um, uh Musa. Man. <sighs> what? <laughs> you know, like To be seventeen and to just have that type of motor, like mm-hmm. I-, I was getting to a debate uh over the weekend about like like where our where, where does this leave like our bets like Bradley and Josie and even guys like Nagby who haven't really been the pitcher who even though they really low key should. And it's like when you really think about it, like even like with the young younger MLS players, it's like, yeah, like we might actually have some depth like out of like nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't we weren't talking we weren't it didn't sound like this a year ago. And now yeah. we got like we have options in midfield and back line and still need to figure out a striker. So we need to figure out that out, figure that part out. Yeah, but I, but I did like um uh Giachini. Like, yeah, I liked him. But, uh, yeah man, he was hot
2: he came off the bench and scored two I didn't catch that first game against wells but uh the game against uh, panama did see and that was a uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good man like I guess you were saying mark I guess they, they like turned on to, to the next uh to the next mode if you will you mm-hmm. know like, at, at the 200 turned to 400. Um, yeah, man, it was it was just good good to see. Um, even though they didn't score against Wales, um, just like based no, it, it, was our,
0: it was one-one. it was one one. was one one. You know, we'll, we'll take that. We'll take. I that. thought it was 0-0 for Wales. No, let, me, let me let me check out. Let me go back and check this.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know, it, was, this. it was it was for Wales. But yeah. the looking okay, at yeah, the yeah, stats, yeah. um, they had like sixty one percent possession. Five hundred forty-five passes, eighty-seven percent accuracy. You know, like this was a tune-up match for Panama, and then with Panama they went out there and executed. I didn't look at the stats on that because I I watched the that actual match, but oh. I mean I was there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the second half was a was a joy to watch, and, and the first half was too. They they really um, dominated on the ball, uh, honestly. So um, mm-hmm. it's just good to refreshing to see this of the the U.S. men's national team side, and uh, like Mark said earlier, you know it it's a team you you it makes you feel you do want to root for, and not be so cynical about uh, as I feel like we probably all have in the past.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's one of those things where, especially in the fact that we haven't seen any most like I think aside from. Leggett, who was for some reason placed as a false nine during the Wales game, which I'll never understand. Um, I think that, uh, um, you know, just having. Uh, mostly all of our, our European guys there and seeing what they can do, especially I think we mentioned it um, before, like we haven't seen them in so long and see like where their skills have progressed. Of course, you see who who uh, got his first uh, caps, scored in a Panama, Panama. game off, off a free kick. Like, there's a lot to be excited about. Now, now m- mind you, let me just put a, a dose of of you know, you gotta gotta take some salt with it. It is just Panama. We we know Panama,
1: like At a particularly and poor anymore. Panama. Yeah, we and should be
0: with it. right. So. I'm like, I wanna see how we look and how confident we are against bigger talent, against bigger teams, mm-hmm. and see if that swag still remains and if we're still as aggressive as we were against Panama, because especially when you have so many kids that are largely unproven at the stage. This is like this is a that was a great match, well great two matches to basically build and start momentum from. And mm-hmm. And then once you figure out what you're going to do with the MLS players and – because, mind you, we we start back up in, qual- in uh, qual- qualifiers back in March. So I think uh, Burr Halter is trying to set up a, a December-friendly, um, you know, for the MLS players. Now, we haven't heard any confirmation as far as the January camp is concerned. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there's a lot of – you don't have a lot of games to really figure out, like, okay, who are – my core guys that I want to go with starting next year because you have qualifiers, you'll have the Gold Cup, you'll have the Olympics um, to worry about. I just think a couple guys um, from from this team um, should likely be on the Olympic team instead of like doing the Gold Cup, just so that way they have a chance to start and actually show what they could do full time, instead of like instead of like waiting their turn on the bench. But um, but yeah, there's a lot to be excited for at least I think um because you still no, didn't I have pulsic, didn't have um sergeant like I bet you I bet you right now Sergeant's just like mm wish I had played because I, I played. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> yes, like yes, said yes, is, is like, I, 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 I like what I saw there
2: yeah he's um he's
0: a poacher it seems to be but um but yeah I think that um, you know going forward um, there's a lot that's a lot to be excited for. And um like what other what other players did y'all see that are, that kind of stood up for you during the um the Panama game? What, what did y'all think of um what was it uh Ledesma? Ledesma didn't stand out to me. No, not he, oh no no that, that cross that he gave to uh Legette, that was sharp. That was real sharp. Who
2: was uh who was on the right wing? Actually, let me look at this thing up again. Was it Waya? Uh, no, no, no. He played on the other side. Um, Reyna, man, Reyna was was running
0: wild. Yeah, like he is definitely as good as advertised, and it makes me you could definitely say that. Yeah, he's automatic pick for the eleven. Um. Like I say it's going to be very interesting to see, like, like how we build this team look going forward. Because you still got guys like uh, Aronson, who's who's heading over to Arby um, Salzburg. You still got uh DK in uh, in Orlando, Iconola. You got our guy Miles Robinson, Mark McKenzie, Walker Zimmerman. Like, oh. there's still a good chunk of MLS guys that really have a strong. Um, argument at least be starting if not come off the bench of course Ooh. my my argument there is that you know even if you're not starting it only makes our bench that much deeper and that's something that we really have never had like most mm-hmm. of the time like we have we have a good 11 but then if anybody gets hurt it's like mm, you know <laughs> right. <laughs> that's fall. We, we, right 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 but like now it's like hold up we might have some decent options and there's not much drop-off. Like, that's that's the second part. And you know what's even more exciting? No wheel trap.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, actually, in regard to that, um, I think what we do need, because you mentioned, like, some defenders on that list of MLS players who could be um, integrated into the fold, essentially. Mm -hmm. I think that if you were to do that, like, I'm not really... Zimmerman's good at like the MLS level, and he's been pretty quality this season, given mm-hmm. you know like the transfer to Nashville, et etc. Cetera, et cetera, COVID and
0: the and the drop off of LAFC. My, true, better true, mind, true, 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 true. But mind.
2: I feel like he, if had he stayed at LAFC, would still be like a pillar, like in a good and a better yeah, team. Rather, he's gonna shine like a lot more, like a lighthouse. You know, it's gonna be rise with with the tide. But I think. In regards to the national side, I don't know if I would rather have him or like Miazga, because like Miazga put out a good showing. I mean, he was at fault for the goal and for the Panama goal in the beginning, but it was like you kind of, I don't know, it's, it depends on the personality you're, you want on the team. You know, like do you mm-hmm. want someone who's going to be like a little, not maybe not as qu- much of quality of a defender, but is going to have that dog fight in them? And maybe try to, you know, like he's Miazka seems down for a fight, you know, yeah. like yeah. And, he's definitely and, scrappy. Um, yeah, he's super scrappy. Uh, I
0: I will say that I think it's that's very, got nothing it, to do with Chelsea
2: and him being, you know, uh, a Chelsea player on loan. For the record. <laughs> just, just saying, but, uh, that's just this is purely, you know, <laughs> US men's talk here.
0: But uh, no, I I I, I do think it's safe to say that. I do see a spot for Miyazka. I'm just not sure if it's going to be starting because you still got – like I said, you still have prospects even beyond that because you still have Chris Richards from Bayern. You still have mm-hmm. um, uh, Cameron Carter-Rickers. Of course, he's still working on his situation with Spurs. Like, even for just the European players, like, there's competition there before you even really start to factor in who to be something from – yeah, Yedlin, like, I, I, I'm i trying to figure out, like, what's, what happened there because I feel like he didn't necessarily drop off. It's just that suddenly, like, it's like the direction just kind of started to steer towards uh, Anthony Robinson and then Reggie Cannon. It was like, like, how do you get lost in the, in the shuffle? And mind you, like we said before, if nothing else, if he, even if he's not starting, that's depth, that's quality depth. And, you know, of course, you have Dest who can play both um, both sides at full back. And so just a matter of which side do we want him to play on? Do we want him to play on left? Do we want him to play on the right? And who's going to play on the other side if what we'll other side he's that on? So I want the side that keeps a clean sheet against a team like Panama.
2: You know what I'm saying? It was uh, it was nice to get a clean sheet against Wales in in regards to that, but we, we that's what we really need because we're speaking of, oh, we'll see how the attack looks when we go and face a, a bigger, more established team. Mm-hmm. But in the reality of it, our attackers might be ending up, like, essentially hitting their heads against a wall, for lack of better terms, against that better team's defense, you know? Like, right. we need to be able to prove ourselves to unlock uh, better team's defense, and then we also need to be able to prove ourselves to to hold a clean sheet um, consistently with with uh, the players we have. So that's where I'm seeing the biggest issue as far as our team is now. We need to figure out what our starting back four is going to be or if we're going to do a three for whatever reason. I don't see why Burke would do that. but um, yeah, honestly, I think that's the biggest deal right now, honestly, figure out the back four.
0: In, in my dream of dreams, I've always said like like if we had everything humming, our our ideal formation is a three five two. Like there, we could we have because in most cases, because of our athleticism, we have the speed to to make that one hum hard. Um, but of course, you could, like either that or or um, a four, uh, <coughs> a four, three, 3 Either way, like we have. Enough speed in most cases to outrun anybody. It's a matter of having the technical acumen to, you know, actually make that know what to do with that speed and how to make that shit work throughout the whole and not just you know when you have a a quick counter attack and shit like that. But um, but there was one thing that um, that something that of course I've I've been a marked uh your must stand. And the fact that we've had basically our best game in forever with a bunch of European players playing at top clubs. And, you know, it's like they said, they said he was a madman. Has anybody ever suggested about. that before? Has that
2: anybody was? suggested that before?
0: Before that? Not, not as <laughs> forcefully. Cause, I don't mm-hmm. think Bob Bradley was like, you know, you got to push yourself at the highest level. Like, I don't think it's ever like that. It was like, hey, you know, you make it work wherever you're at. But, like, Clinton was like, no, you need to go to the best and at the best is Europe. And Garber sh- shitted on him and a whole bunch of U.S. soccer marks. They were like, no, nah, you're wrong. MLS is great. And it's like, all I know is I saw a lot of MLS players get um, get a lot of action last year. We never looked that good. At least not, at least not in a good while. Like I, I I'd probably mm-hmm. say I'll I watched, I'll watch more intently those two games than probably like in a good, yeah, probably a good three years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you know the level um, that U.S. players were at before. You know, I think we kind of just accepted it for what it was. You know, like Clint Dempsey being a star at Fulham, and then like being a role player for Tottenham before coming back to MLS, it's like, all right, fair enough. You know, like, Michael Bradley did a stint in Europe before coming back to MLS. Um, Landon never left MLS, you know? But it's like, all right, you know, like, it worked for that. But I think this group, you know, like, we can be legitimately excited about, like, because we all watch European soccer, right? Like, we all have European – we watch the highest levels of the game. And so we know what that looks like, and that has not been – the U.S. men's national team for a long time, maybe ever, you know what I mean? So, but now it's like, it's closer, you know, like literally TK and I watch Christian Pulisic on a week to week basis when he's healthy, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> but, you, you know.
0: know I, something about that real quick. Like yeah, people are starting to really talk, talk out loud as far as like his injury issues and how the U.S. might need, need to, you know, just prepare for the, for the, Prospect that that uh that Pulisic might not be always available. He but will never
2: be always available, dude. I don't care how many times I have to say it. Christian Pulisic is injury prone. Like slap that on his FIFA card, bro.
1: Straight up, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> I don't up.
2: like own it. So just own it. You know,
1: I don't like the term, but it actually goes back to like 2017, which I didn't realize that until my boy pointed it out. Like. He does have like a kind of long history of injuries. And one thing I always think about too, cause it's like, it's, you know, it's a lot, it's muscle injuries, his hamstrings, you know, he's had trouble with. Like you think about how he plays with all that athleticism and, um, and just pure effort, you know, like you see his acceleration, like his, the goal he scored versus Man City, the way he accelerated for that was yeah. amazing. But it's like the, you know, the way he got hurt was he was in on goal, you know, at top speed, and he just did his hamstring. So it's just like, you know, I, it, it right. may be, it may be a thing. It may be a thing. Like I think that Lampard should be cautious with him more so than other players at this point.
2: It's definitely a thing. I actually had a conversation with a homeboy mine, and I said I was going to look this up just to figure out how long Christian's been consistently hurt. And how far that goes back? If he's ever had one full season, when was the last time Christian Pulisic had one full season uninjured, or even a half a season? Like, if someone could even chime in with that mm. on socials, let's let's do it right now. You know, that's like hit us damn up. Damn question the episode. Because I'm probably... on here. Actually, let me see if I can do this thing real
0: fast. We got last thing. year was probably like the closest thing to it. Of course, that's that was still like spent like the first like two three months not play at go. all Christian Pulisic. august 20. 19. 17, 18. you 18. you can see all this stuff in, in that we got that we're sharing screens now <laughs> yeah man i'm just but yeah like it it's 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 frustrating as hell and it's like especially when you know like how good he is it's like yeah like we we did six two without Pulisic. Just like, damn! Like, I uh, mm-hmm. I really want to see like what we what we can do because like we've been talking about for a while. Like we've we've yet to really have um, uh, a full call up where you've had Pulisic, McKinney, Adams, WEA, Sergeant. We've rarely had that, and it's like yo, we could just get all of them together all at one time. It might be. It might make the world explode. <laughs> it, it, it could very well. Um, I, I hope
2: for that to happen one day soon. Um, that's all I can say on that matter, honestly, man. Uh, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving.
0: But yeah, yeah, man. We'll um, let's uh, let's get into some some uh, MLS because yeah, like like we talked about last week, the the playoffs are about to get going. This weekend, and I think it's time that we, actually, should know what? Rewind that, rewind that, rewind that. Is, this, is there much MLS to get into? No, no. I mean, there is playoffs, but I mean, but hold up before we, before we jump off uh, on the, uh, no, we'll, we'll get into that, but like, we we need to talk about uh, something else that happened today. Six uh, nil. We need to talk about that. <sighs> mm. We need to holler that real quick. Some
2: international talk, more speak on that. Yeah, that's, that's a good segue. Yeah, yeah. I didn't that catch that nice. game, man. I was watching Croatia and uh, and um, geez. uh, Croatia and Portugal. It was an actual good combat head to head match, but um, Woo. yeah, like it seems like Spain put the business on somebody today. He's put yeah,
0: the, put the, not this on anybody, it's put, put the business on Germany. Is like, this Tony Cruz's fault? <clears throat> Okay, sidebar. Because I was going to say that for for a down, but yeah, Tony Cruz is, I didn't realize he turned 55 and suddenly just doesn't like fun shit.
2: Because like, <laughs> why he had to
0: start shitting on the Bomb Yang for, for doing uh the Black Panther celebration, the Spider-Man celebration? Like, mind you, he's doing that for his kid. Like, mm-hmm. why are you bitching about that? Like, me, help help me make sense out of that. Hey man, like, it's
2: that grumpy old man talk. You just got nothing better to do, it seems like and then you just lash out at something.
1: Do and you like, remember, so we, we all remember when Germany flamed out of the World Cup, right? Yeah. Um, and Do you bad. remember some of the reports? <laughs> nice. Do you remember some of the reports that came out It was like a division between the older heads and the bling bling boys or whatever? Mm-hmm. And like, yep. and like, and it was always weird to me that Leroy Sane didn't get called up for that World Cup. He had a really good year for Man City leading yep. into that World Cup. And, like, you saw how Germany played. And so I don't know, man. Like, maybe there's just a – maybe there's some guys that just got to get moved on from that camp.
0: Well, that, well that's the thing, though, because, like, after that World Cup, you had guys like uh, Jerome Bulleting, Thomas Muller, um, and Hummels. They basically got said, okay – we're done with you, and I think that I get it. Like when you have a lot of guys that are coming in, it, it kind of doesn't um, make a lot of sense to hold on to vets. Save that, save that, that thought for later. Um, but at the same time, you need vets. You need guys that that know that maintain a, a certain standard and and instill that standard on the next generation. And, you know, personally, I I think it's probably a culture class as far as what um, Yogi Lowe had before with his previous generation and what he has now. Because, you know, this is getting a lot. There's definitely a more ethnic um, vibe. Of course, you're getting a lot blacker with um, with Germany. And he might not, Lowe might not be, you know, just he doesn't get it. And it's it's funny because like you know in the infamous culture chat the point was brought up um earlier earlier today that um that uh, uh flick the coach at Bayern he was Lowe's number two at, at uh with the german national team he's left and they've only gotten worse without him
1: and uh. of course
0: you you flash forward – Rewind back to 2006 when Clensman was coaching the national team at the world cup and everyone was saying, Hey, the brains was really, really low. And I think that for a guy that that's lasted, you're going on, a, on, a, on the forward cycle, most national teams, they don't go past two with, with their national team coach. I'm like, it yeah. might just be your time. It was like, you know, it, it might be time to say, we gotta, we need fresh eyes at this. Mm-hmm. Like we, and I, and I know it's tricky right now because the guy that you probably want, he's, he's, you know, taking over the world with Byron and he might not be immediately available. Uh, yeah. Probably the, best, the, the next best club coaches at Liverpool might not be able to get him right away. <laughs> so it's like, and then the, 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 the third best is, is at PSG who made the Champions League final last year. Like, like all your guys are kind of tied up at really good club jobs right now. To where are you stuck with low? Are you like you gotta make this work until probably at least the Euros because it's gonna be kind of tricky after the World Cup because that's cause that's, that's yeah after November. But
1: I, I don't know. Yeah, it kind of feels like they're kind of stuck with them for the next two years because it's Euros and then World Cup qualifying and World Cup. So yeah, you know, do you want to make a change in the middle of all that? Probably not. You could probably do it. Maybe you after get the right Cup guy,
0: though. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you got it. Like yeah. be- because there's such a short turnaround this time around between the Euros and the World Cup, it's like yeah, like you got to. You basically already had to have a guy in line and say okay. Once the Euros end, you're in. This new guy's in, and we're off to the races to to Cutter. So that's going to be really interesting. Uh, but, um, yeah, but um. Yeah, like six 0 That that's their, their their worst ever defeat. And and it's it's especially interesting because I think that they should have gotten rid of Low after, after the World Cup because like me too. Up up until then, his standard was semis minimum because like he took over after 2006, and whether it was the Euros, whether it was the World Cup, or even the Confederations Cup, he at least made the semifinals. At least, and then suddenly you go from semis or final to suddenly you're not even making it at the group stage. And I think that auto was just a case of where, because of how much how much equity he has, they didn't want to give up on him just yet. But I'm like, right. it's kind of like, yeah, this isn't getting better. This this is only getting worse. And right. and now they kind of like like I said, we're just, they're stuck in a position where there's no easy way out and that's going to be something to really keep keep an eye on um going forward but um but yeah man uh, that's that's going to be a very interesting storyline going into next year into the um, to the euros but um but yeah man let's uh, let's get up into these MLS Cup playoffs cuz yeah we got we got new shit coming up this weekend. Um and I told you we do we would do predictions this this week and let's hop on. Mm, here off. we are. Let's so the first
2: match is gonna be New England and Montreal on the on twentieth here. And then you also have Nashville and Miami. And these are gonna Expansion be
0: Expansion uh, Cup to twenty twenty.
2: As Grego has stated previously, this is the expansion side. Head. So we'll see. Uh, Mark, who you got for this? Nashville, Miami?
1: I'm going to go with Nashville. I think the way – I think I just trust them to execute their game plan um, better. I, you know, I, I think that Miami, from what I've seen, isn't all that impressive, and they just rely on individuals, especially, especially Pizarro, um, you know, I'm not quite sure what Diego Alonso's style is. Um, and I feel like there is supposed to be a style, but you know, but I feel like Nashville, you know, they're very secure about who they are. You know, they're defense first. Uh, they have, uh, they don't create a lot of chances, but they're typically clinical. So yeah, I think Nashville has got this one. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: I think that uh, I'm going to go with Miami with the upset in um, the expansion cup. And, um, and then I'm going to go with mm, – you know, I actually know what? Always bet on black. Go with Montreal. <laughs> mm. That's good. You
2: have a, a choice for that Montreal game,
1: Mark? Uh, who are they playing again? New huh. England. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going with my boy, Henri. He's not really my boy, but, you know. Mm, the ghost He's our of Brady
2: is not going to help New England. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, this, is a, this is a super cultified. Uh, so, yeah, we're betting on black. I'm I'm hopping on the the Montreal train, even though my heart kind of tells me that they'll lose. But I, I only wish good things for Thierry and Array, Uh And so hopefully to see him progress, that would be nice. Um, I'm also going to bank on Miami. I think that for them, they have enough star power to overcome the defensive side of Nashville. And once Nashville cracks, they will eventually break. So if they get an early goal, that could be, you know, like 3-0 up by halftime if, uh, if Miami's feeling themselves. So if they come in with the right mentality, uh, I think they win this match easily.
0: At least on paper, Miami looks to have the advantage there. I believe because, of course, most of their talent came later on in the season, and they've definitely picked up a lot more momentum in the latter half of the season. So, um, yeah, they, that's that's at least my thought process um, uh, going into uh, that that game. Uh, but let's let's see what else we got going on this weekend. We got a. On Saturday, got Orlando versus NYCFC. What, what y'all got?
1: Uh,
2: Never ever will I do Orlando. So, so why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: that's easy. Come on. Somebody
0: had to say Yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. I'll I'll
1: say I'm, I'm trying to give an objective answer, but I feel like NYC's experience comes through. You know what I mean? Because like, this is the second year of, um, I forget his name, but... Um, yeah. It's first, it's first year. It's first year? Did they change yeah. coaches again?
0: No, no, no. Because uh, remember, Torment left after last season.
1: This is – oh, you're right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, like, I think NYC, like, that. that's a – you know, that group's been together longer, and they're sure about their style. So I, I think I trust NYC more.
0: Okay, okay.
2: You hired a Scottish guy, Ronnie Delia?
1: Okay, yeah, that's the name I remember.
0: Is he more Scottish than Steven Glass? I don't know. He's a three-time
2: winner at Celtic, bruh. You tell me who's got the more. <laughs> All right, then.
0: For everyone uh, we got in the car. Pardon the clicks. Um, we, got yes, a, we got a rematch. Uh, we got a rematch of the two thousand eight. Oh, that is going to be a rematch. Uh, MLS Cup final, uh, Columbus and Red Bulls. What y'all got?
1: Oh, going. Eggs. oh yeah, going going with the X, the one that got away. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Columbus look great uh, too. Or not really great, I want to say, but they look um, well solid, enough to to get jail. through. Yeah, sure, That you could use that as if you feel like um, they they look well enough to get to the the next round. Um, I, I can see them getting to the semis easily, just mm-hmm. being a, a solid team, as you say, mm-hmm.
0: right. Now, assuming our results hold up, that would mean that next Tuesday we got Philly versus um actually no, we got Toronto that will play Montreal and uh and that that would be a Canadian playoff and that would yo, know, I don't know I not know if fans are allowed. Well, that's right, I don't think they're even playing Are they are they gonna in bubble in yeah, I think they're bubbling. and they're damn, that's a, that's a that's a damn shame too. Because man, I, I, that 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 atmosphere would be solid if it was in Canada. But damn, that's that sucks. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna still go ahead and bet am black on that. One. I, I'm raising the finals. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's but, in uh, Foxborough for the their match, their first match. So, mm.
0: but um mm. and then See uh, that ends up. and then Philly like. I'm going to go ahead and say that Philly looks good for at least the conference finals. Like they're that solid this year. Like now, whether or not, depending on their opponent in the in the conference final, that could determine if they'd make the MLS Cup playoff. It was MLS Cup. But um, I feel pretty confident about that. Like they've, they went through the learning experiences last year. And this year they've, there was one supporter shield and I don't see them fucking this up this year. So at the very least um, they should be uh conference finals. Uh, let's take a look over mm. here. The, let's take a look over at the West. I still, it still kind of trips me out when I look at it, when I see that sporting KC finished first in the West, but you know, they've mm-hmm. always been decent. So I kind of get it. Yeah. But, um, Let's see. Now, what's the early game? So Sunday, we got three games on Sunday. We got Sporting KC versus San Jose. Easy. Wash for Sporting KC. Yep. Um, then we got Minnesota, Colorado. Is that real Colorado, Stewart?
2: Honestly, I don't really like cheering for the Loons, but ever since they've had their fa- their stadium finish. Mm-hmm. They've been able to like turn out positive results, um, against not, uh, not against every team, but I feel like certainly when they have matches under pressure, it feels like Minnesota is turning into a pretty clutch team. And when, uh, even when they go down earlier, uh, early in the match, they, they seem to be able to overcome the deficit in some way, shape, or form. So money's on, uh, on Minnesota.
0: Loons or crappids.
1: uh, mean mark um well shout out to the, my boy from the home country kevin molino so uh i guess i'll go with minnesota in that one i think that adrian is doing a good job too with that with that team so
0: go like Minnesota. <laughs> but um then we got um also what's in the late game portland versus fc dallas that would actually that actually might be pretty interesting
2: should be no question on that one. Yeah,
0: Dallas is always tricky though.
1: Dallas is always tricky. Like, I mean, sure, but I think Dallas is one yeah, again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
2: Portland have have the um they they got the team to dismantle Dallas. This could be 2-3-0 in the first half if they really don't come out there. And, you know, like like I said, it's pretty much the same assessment. Um, that I gave for the the Miami National match. If, if mm. Portland wants to come out there and, and just lay claim to this, you know, they all whip it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it might just be three 0 at half. You know no, I got you. Um, yeah, like I mean, Gio's still there. Gio Savarisi, Like, I think if as long as as long as he's got every, everyone ready, this should be a light work for Portland. And then the probably the biggest match of the first round, we got Seattle versus LAFC a rematch last year's Western Conference Finals. Even also a rematch from the West's back tournament, which um, I think uh, LAFC lost uh, lost in that one as well. So definitely got um, got some scores to settle here. Can they finally get back over the hump? They got they got Villa back. So would that be enough to get get them through? Honestly, this is going to be a a coin toss.
2: I don't uh I have no clear winner on this. I think it could be like I think, but yeah, either team could win. It really, it mm-hmm. really could really can go either way. Villa could show out again, and um, Bradley Phillips was, you know, uh, or Wright Phillips was was he uh, nominated for best comeback of the year or something like that on the mm-hmm. MLS awards? So, I mean, Portland's going to Portland, or excuse me, Seattle's going to Seattle. But um, yeah,
0: I think it's either way. I my, my thought process there. Um, I think this is probably kind of like with with what happened with us. I think it's kind of like a wash season for L.A.F.C. and uh, I don't see them beating. Uh, Seattle, um, which is a shame because I mean, a lot, a lot of things just, you know, went wrong, kind of like with us with the LAFC this year, and maybe they just need to just go ahead and say, hey, you know, we'll just get things right next year. But um, if they now, it would not shock me if if they won, but I think the momentum is going in Seattle's favor. What you what you what you got,
1: Mark? To be honest, I would actually be pretty surprised if LAFC won. I just think that like Seattle, like are just so consistent in, you know, making the playoffs and being the, at least in the top half of the West, if not the top seed. Um, and making it far in the playoffs most of the time. Um, you know, and I think they've been the best. They've been, I think they've been the best team in the league since they've been in the league. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. like. I just, uh, yeah, I just think Seattle's going to take care of business, and I think it's a bad matchup for L.A.S.C. I think that's part of the problem too. I don't think it's just like, you know, kind of unlucky kind of thing. I think Seattle actually like uh, matches up pretty well with what L.A.S.C. try to do, and then the players that they have on their side. So
0: true, true. But of course, uh, you guys let us know on the socials what you guys, what are your guys' predictions for. Uh, the first round of the playoffs, of course, we'll give our picks and tricks and all that stuff, uh, through each round go- leading up to the final, which I think hits on episode 100, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, uh, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to that. Stay, be on the lookout for that. Um, we are, um, once episode 100 hits, we're actually going to be, um, be taking a break for, for a minute, going we'll to be getting some new stuff in. Uh, be on the lookout for some, uh, some big deals on Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Small Business Saturday, uh, ftcutd.myshopify.com. Um, uh, yeah, definitely keep an eye out on, uh, what we got coming up soon for that. And, uh, and then also, uh, of course, you know, make sure you stay in touch and, um, and see what's coming up next for us. Um, Let's, uh, let's hop up and, um, wrap this up with that two up and two down. What you got, TK? (laughs) All
2: right. Uh, I guess you looked up, so I'll start with a down. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, I was, um, I was looking forward to how the holidays, um, I wasn't going to obviously do anything traditional this year, but, um, I know I had a, a COVID scare probably a couple of weeks back and I'm not sure if I spoke about it or not, but I'm just a little, um, I'm not a little, of a lot. I'm really disappointed. I'm not going to be able to see my parents this, uh, this holiday season. And so I think it'll be since, um, our, my daughter was born since the last time I've seen them. Um, so yeah, just um really, um, really really bummed out on that i really yeah, would like to go visit my folks and uh you know just be able to h- hug them and do normal shit essentially but um yeah that's big 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 time down uh, my parents are just not um uh, not comfortable enough they're you know traveling for um to come see us and we have this whole thing where we're gonna like socially distance and you know like six feet apart and all that rearrange the living room and all that but yeah, just uh, bummed out. I'm not going to be able to see my folks. Um, and so let's route this upwards. I had an up that I'd like to turn this frown upside down. Um, shout out to Ryan Reynolds and um, who's this um, Ma- Uh, Rob, yeah, Rob, Rob McKinney. Do, okay. Uh They are the owners elect for. Um, Wrexham Football Club, which is a a third tier football club and and in, in England, and yeah, man, it's like <laughs> that's just cool, kind of cool to see. They immediately like did this hilarious um promo for their their sponsor, which is like a trailer company, uh, and I, I just thought it was great. Robert, Ryan Reynolds does everything um, with like a a pretty big dose of sarcasm, so he's just a great personality. So if this is what we can expect more from the club, big personality, you know, fun. Uh, I'm excited to just see the journey and what can happen. And especially in a time of COVID where a lot of these clubs um, don't have the financial power to stay up. Um, it's nice to see um, people from our side of the pond get more active and, um, and show, you know, that, that kind of support. So that was definitely an up. Uh, Continuing Um, on the uptrend. Yeah. Hold on.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. on Real quick. Mm -hmm. Because it's very interesting that, like you said, our guys are getting involved over there. I'm like, yo. Like, is there not a a a Ig one team here that uh that couldn't use some Ryan Willis, Ryan Reynolds influence? There's not a Canadian Mm -hmm. Premier League team that could stand, you know, uh, some investment from, uh. Name a random Canadian. I don't from Mike Myers. I don't know, but like, but yeah, like, Corey. I know I haven't said this in a while, and because we cause we technically already did two episodes, but we should do an episode on Pro. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: yeah, man. I might sit that I'm one up. out. <laughs> Pro Row
2: and the effects of COVID. There you go. Yeah, Be a whole yeah. other uh, side, additional can of worms to
0: COVID edition.
2: Pro-rail-proven
0: edition. uh, uh, I jumped
2: into. Um, So my second up is going to be for this. um, I think this guy's out of New Jersey, I believe. But um, a lot of people don't know. I don't think I actually really have ever spoken about it on on the pod, at least. Um, I'm a huge petrol head. So um, I've been, like, building Hondas. I got, like, a Honda in storage and all that. And I've been restoring for, like, the last two decades now um but this ain't about me this guy did um a kobe tribute man and let me see if i can actually share this too uh, while i'm speaking on it. it it was just so beautifully done it's a 2000 honda civic and went straight with the the yellow on there it's a
0: uh, Why you're pulling yeah you I'm, not, I'm
2: actually not gonna be able to share this actually it's not gonna pop up uh, it's in another window, but uh, we'll, we'll do it in post and let you guys see that. Um, but essentially, this guy—it's um, um, the—he's got a YouTube channel, and I think it's Get It Running or something like that. Man, he built this Honda Civic with beautiful Kobe tribute, purple rims, yellow body, full K twenty uh, four swap. Like things got like five hundred uh, horsepower. Or uh. No, it's all motor. So um, this car runs eight in the quarter mile. Put it that way, freaking eight second quarter mile. Beautiful car, tons of money put into it. The YouTube site is called Keep Gunning. Um, he goes over and shows people how to, you know, build cars and get into their their motor things like that. How to restore their Hondas. It was just beautiful because he's going to give this car away um, to a fan, and he's going to take care of delivery. So it's it's just a beautiful sentiment. Um, it's nice to see people continuing to do things out of the goodness of their heart to pass on knowledge and information and, in a sense, to try to provide happiness to others. And, um, yeah, it was just, like, a, a big, big up for me. I saw that. It was just like, damn, I, I really love the vibe um, of that. And so uh, I'll post the pictures, like I said, in post, and you guys can take a look at it. Um, but, yeah, just just a beautiful, beautiful sentiment. And I think my last down is going to be uh, probably some more COVID-related shit. Honestly, um, it's getting nip and tuck around my personal life. Um, I've had, I think, two incidents now here at work, where, or not incidents, but scares in the sense of like we're potentially going to shut down. And uh, yeah, I'm just hoping and praying that we can kind of continue to just snake our way through the grass and avoid any of that, uh, any of that stuff. Because I, uh, I personally. Don't want to lose uh, any income, don't want to lose any of the days, but um, none of that really compels in comparison to the sacrifice that others have made. So I want to use this down in the sense to honor those who have already lost a family member or a loved one from COVID-19, because while I sit here and complain about, oh, I don't want to be out of work, oh, I don't want to lose days, uh, there's a lot of people out here who have lost a a whole lot more. And so I really want to bring um, a, a dose of reality back to the the entire scenario, and um, yeah, just
0: yeah, yeah. That's um, all I got, you know. Um, we we had a Halloween party at my job a couple of weeks ago, and then we had a coworker that um, she was a uh, moving, or her last day was Friday. After each party, get together, whatever, there was an email that came out. Pretty much the next week said, Hey, we caught a co- we caught a COVID positive test. I'm like, see, stop having parties. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like really like you you have to be smart here. Like I get like I said, I know everyone wants to have fun. I know everyone wants to fellowship and all this stuff, but you really gotta be smart with, with this kind of stuff. And you know think, 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 think people. But uh what 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 you got, Bart?
1: All right, um, so for my first uh what should I start with? Uh, um, I guess I'll start with a down, yeah. Yeah, so for my down, uh condolences to my Parceros uh tough outing today against Ecuador. Six Ooh. one in the cut, dog. I don't know got what happened. At least they
0: got one.
1: <laughs> At least they got one. <laughs>
2: So, shout out to all my parceros, man. Yeah, So so man. Those are our brothers.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, on the up, uh, I just want to give a shout out to women's football and uh, the amount of attention it's getting now, and you know, like the fact that NBC is carrying WSL games. Just watch Chelsea Arsenal over the weekend. Um, Arsenal pretty much played outplayed Chelsea, but. Chelsea stole it at the end like we always do. Um, (laughs) um, That's so Chelsea. (laughs) Yeah, you know, we just frustrate.
2: It don't matter even when you lose.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For my second down, I'm going to go with uh, these people who are still in denial about the election results, about, you know, stolen votes and all that. Stop it. Stop the foolishness. You know, you're wrong for that. (laughs) You already know. Just let it go. Just accept Biden is the president. Um, and for my final up, uh, shout out to Lewis Hamilton, man. I mean, like seven. Woo. He's just the man. Like, and, and you know, like the way he's been putting on to for the culture, you know, uh, Breonna Taylor and, you know, everything. It just, you know, it's just, it's, it's how you use the platform, you know? It's just like those gestures and just they mean a lot, you know. And if he backs that up with action, whether it's donation or what have you, you know. Um I guess the off season's coming up soon, but no, yeah. That's a cool dude.
0: Word, word, word. Um uh just quick shout out, uh uh quick down on uh, uh Joe B her mom uh was diagnosed with cancer. Um uh, they found out last week and uh it's one of my thoughts uh, and love to her and uh her family and everything. Um from all uh, of us coach. Yeah, coach yeah, us, coach. yeah. Um but uh I think as far as uh, my downs um you know Thanksgiving's coming up. Uh just kind of piggyback on the the COVID stuff. It's a lot of people who've lost family, you know, uh, this year, whether it be COVID through or just, you know, just through live shit. Of course, we talked about um, uh, AJ and Corey a couple of weeks back, you know, just even though we're not all likely going to be together, you know, for the holidays this year, just make sure, you know, you put a call out, whether it be, I know like um, I think Zoom said they've yeah. lifted their limits on, on their, uh, call. call their son. Yeah. Like, you know, make sure you get a call in video call, reach out to your family, uh, during the holidays, uh, this year, you know, you know, just extend that love to, you know, the people that, that, that mean a lot to you. Um, uh, a quick up real quick. Uh, of course, we'll probably, you'll probably see it in the, in the, in the, in the on the YouTube, but, um, Austin FC just released, uh, their, uh, their kits. Uh, Louisville City just unveiled their new logo. Houston Dynamo and Houston Dash just unveiled their new logos. Honestly, I dig them all, especially Louisville City's, Uh, especially after how they had, they had a new logo last year, but then everyone pretty much shit on it and said, okay, our bad. We're going to do this all over again. And, uh, they went through uh, Matthew Wolf. Uh, he's a guy who did uh, LAFC's logo, and I think he did a couple others in, the, in the MLS. But um, he did uh, racing Louisville to NWSL team. Uh, he did their logo, and he also um, Louisville City went to him to do to redo their logo. Uh, it's it's really sharp. Um, there's definitely a lot of synergy, and you can tell the synergy with. Um, with uh with, with those two logos and of course you have the dash and the dynamo in Houston. Um for those of you who are trying to figure like what it's supposed to represent, I think it's supposed to be like, like a cattle brand, like a brand and iron on uh, type type of deal. Um and of course with the with a team based in Texas that on brand of shit. So it works. But um so yeah a shout out shout out to them on uh that um of course shout out to uh Fishtown FC out of Philly. I'm wearing their jersey to on uh, tonight's episode. Um, FishtownFC.com. Check them out. I said, green, green and black definitely seems to be in flavor this weekend with uh, Austin FC's uh, kid that just came out. But um, but yeah, man. Um, uh, my other up is honestly just um, I think every time they. You, th- you think they're out, they pull you back in the U.S. national team just with the <laughs> amount of potential. It's like, oh, it's like the amount of enthusiasm that that was seen up throughout the socials um, the past few days with the national team. Honestly, I ain't seen that in probably since 2017. And it's definitely, you know, exciting to see that again, see people to see like, hey, you know, we might actually have something. And um, that's definitely, um, you know, encouraging to see. Of course, we still got to follow through. We still got calls next year. A lot, a lot of shit can happen between now and then as far as injuries and form and all that stuff. But at least for the moment, things look good. Things look potentially really good because, you know, assuming qualifications go well in the spring, assuming we qualify for the Olympics, which I think is – probably should be our number one priority right now for next year is to get because to get more guys included in the, in the talent pool for the, for the senior team. Um, but, uh, but yeah, who would be
2: the manager for the Olympic team? Because um, I, I feel like that could potentially even like, while we talk what, about this Bobby as a, from a game time perspective, what is Jason that's Chris? what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. That's why I asked. But that's it's, what I'm saying. Like, is, is that going to work into the tactics of Burhalter? Is this going to be something that is actually, addi- you know, like, additional, like, good for the, the squad? Or is it going to be subtractive in the sense of, you know, like, I'll, we're just players you. out here with a different
0: kind of style of play, et cetera, et cetera? I look at it from the standpoint of if we qualify by default, it's going to be good because – you're going to get players who get called up that will get a chance to feature, uh, especially younger guys like, um, like uh, Musa and um, I think Jack Kenny is like pretty young as well, but like um, you'll get a lot of, a lot of kids who may not necessarily be qu- be on the verge of bringing out onto the senior team, like McKenzie, um, uh, you may not necessarily see him for the gold cup because you want him to feature for the Olympics. And you'll be able to say like how he operates in that environment as a starter. Whereas if, if he goes to gold cup, he'd probably be on the bench behind, um, Saberman and Aaron longs like that. So, um, having both is very important for next year, I believe. So, uh, but yeah, definitely, um, uh, that's a, that's a big thing. Last down real quick before we wrap up here, because the women's national team, um, they just announced their roster. One thing happened to really stand out to me that just annoys me to no end is uh, Midge Purse was listed as a defender. Now, for those of y'all who who follow women's soccer like that, y'all know that Midge Purse is a striker. And much like what happened with Crystal Dunn, how she got moved from up front to a fullback, I'm like, why are we still? Why are we moving our black women to the back? And, I, and it's like, granted, you still have Lynn Williams up front, but I'm like, yo, Mitch, Mitch Purse is a beast up front, just like Crystal uh, Dunn is a beast up front, and we need to, like we like we talked about uh, a little while ago with. You're hanging on to vets too long. Like you need to, I think, I think Crystal does like not even 28. Eight. I know Mitch Hurst is like 25. If you're, you have women who are in their prime and who are in, who were in form. Like they need to, need to have those women up front and you trying to hang on to the greater glory of, of whether it's, Alex Morgan, whether it's Tobin Heath, I'm like, I get it, they're good and all, but I'm like, if they're not going to be factoring in in 2023, I believe, like, you need to be looking at who's going to replace those people now, because you still have the Olympics, you still got qualifications, you still got the World Cup, you got a, another three years to work with, and if if you're gonna if, uh, if those women are going to be like 33, 34, 35, like, you need to Start working in new people and figuring that that part out, but um, it's just something that just really just annoyed me to note in and, and that's something that I know um, I know our guys at um, two cents FC, I know they had um, talked about that in more detail a few months back, and of course when we saw that they saw it too, and they're like, oh, this is what we're doing now. We're just moving our our women um to the back line now because they got speed and shit like it's mm-hmm. just. That's just you what you can
2: say. treatment, you're a wing back now.
0: But, um, but yeah, aside from that, you saw, uh, Michigan, I think, uh, got, uh, announced for Biden, even though for some reason Wayne County, which is where Detroit is, got held up for a quick, for a few hours. and Then they got certified. Arizona went for Biden. I think, um, by the time this airs, Georgia will be, um, Official, you know, we're official. For, yeah, it already uh, happened. Official, from uh, Yeah, for, I think there was Friday. like a. F- a f- that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, forty six
2: hundred votes. I think they found they actually missed forty six hundred votes, but the spread is way too, um, way too yeah. um, far to for that to even account Where, for anything.
0: Whenever uh, you have it, more. whenever you have a situation like that, it's usually like it's hundreds at best, never thousands. So mm-hmm. actually, check mm-hmm.
2: this out. Uh, this quick little factoid while we're discussing the current democracy of the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, In the entire history of voting, there is never a a voting fraud. There's never been one case of fraud that wasn't, uh, that was over a hundred votes in a swing. So like basically it's a 0.001%. Like it's a super free point three zeros
0: 0. one like and that has and how that's turned into a political point and and and, 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 it, and people made into make a literal mountain out of a molehill out of essentially a few hundred people and out of a whole country like not just a state a whole country so right so this in georgia will
2: change that but still it's like what was that? You can't make a out of a molehole? <laughs> a mountain, a mountain out of a molehill. A mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, there you go, folks.
0: But um We're but yeah. this, hopefully, sooner rather than later, we this all this will all get resolved. Of course, we still have our our runoff here in, in Georgia. If you haven't already, make sure you get your absentee ballots, um, uh, request and whatnot. January fifth will be here before you know it. Early voting starts on the fourteenth of December, so get, uh, get your asses ready. Uh, but yeah, and of course we still. And of course, if you are voting down here, and you tag us. You still got discounts for you. So again, keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out for Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Small Business Saturday and whatever else, Sunday. We'll we'll, we'll be out there. But yes, um, but yes, that's all we got for this week. Thank you guys for listening on on pods watching this on on YouTube follow us on on the social FTC U T -T -T. that's it (laughs) but yeah Instagram Facebook Twitter again we'll still be we're still plenty busy on there um, uh, during the weeks and everything of course we got playoffs coming up this weekend so we'll definitely be on the eye out for that and, um, and whatever remaining college football that there is, we might watch that because I think mean, games get canceled left and right. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see y'all next week for the for, for Mark, for Coach. Coach said he'd be back next week. I, that's that's what I heard. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. So uh, yeah. If his electric Coach, car
2: has enough mileage to, to, to get back. oh,
0: uh, <laughs> Hopefully okay. it holds up better than this but we'll, we'll we'll see about that next week. But uh yeah, we'll we'll see y'all soon. The coach is real, the coach is everywhere. We will see y'all soon. Take care of every of your people folks. No.